people want to be led by people who are generous. Generous with my patience, generous with my love, generous with my time. Generous people are generous, period. Those kinds of things, what they do is you become a magnet. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Just Lead podcast. My name is Brad, and as always, I'm here with Pastor Mark Q. Hey, man. And PQ, we're all about challenging leaders to take action in every situation. You know what? It is Christmas time. Yes, it is. And you know what I love about Christmas time? Listen, I'm going to say this before we go any further. Right, right, right. Don't get me anything big for Christmas. Oh, I've already got the just, plan. Just get me something small that says I love oh, you. Okay. That's all. That's, that's all per- I want. That's no. perfect. Last year it was embarrassing. No. What you got me last year no, was embarrassing. No, Everybody what? was talking. No. It was like, where did Brad get the money for that? No. I'm no. actually kidding, well, let's guys. Be clear. I'm just kidding. But let's be clear. For those of you OG Just Lead listeners from Ooh. the very beginning, one mm-hmm. of the, the first episode we ever did, I asked mm-hmm. you your favorite album of all time. That's right. Which, which is? Which was Bob Seger and the Civil Bullet uh, Band, Live Bullet. Live bullet, bullet from Coba Hall. From Coba Hall. Right. Which is in Michigan. And I got you the limited edition. It was numbered amazing. vinyl. Vinyl. Edition. And that was and I've only played day. it, just so we're clear, I only played it once. <laughs> right. Because I feel so bad that I even opened it. Yeah. I mean, I know you got it from me. It was a beautiful uh, absolutely. gift. Absolutely. But I was just like, okay. And I put it on my, you know, my player and I was just like, all right, okay, I got to get And I didn't let anybody walk around the house either because I, I was scared that they like might make the needle jump or something off the vinyl. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's, it was an awesome gift. It's perfect. So, we, you know, we got a lot of emails talking about Christmas. Hey, right. hey, what are what are the feelings on Christmas? Like, Christmas episode, what should we do? So we thought we'd have a little bit of fun. I love this. And talk about Christmas movies, right? Oh, man. So the Christmas movie leadership Mount Rushmore. Whoa. All right? I love it. Love so, it. So... Pikio, first of all, right. I got to know, yeah. what's your relationship to Christmas movies and how early is too early yeah. to be watching a Christmas Listen, man, movie? I'm an OG. Like, I don't even, don't put up Christmas, anything, decorations or anything before Thanksgiving. Don't okay. do it. I don't like that. It just freaks me out. It's like, I feel like we're disrespecting the turkey. I feel like we're disrespecting the right. pilgrims. Just the, enjoy. The decorations the, came out the, after Halloween this, this year. It, listen, I was in Lowe's. In our area, and before Halloween, they already had moved everything. They had right. five row, five aisles already dedicated to Christmas. Christmas trees blow up stuff, Crazy. and I'm like, I don't even know. I haven't even done my Thanksgiving invite list yet, so right. it's too much. It's I think too, it's too early. So I like, day after Thanksgiving, oh, it's green it's light on. Yeah. It's on. We're in the attic, sweat. We're in Florida. It's always. It's still a 218 <laughs> degrees up there, right. and I'm pulling the tree down. It's after Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Period. Done. Yeah, absolutely. You do it before. Uh-huh. Get off this listening list yeah. and go listen to someone else's podcast. Does Miss Trish have you watching all the Hallmark movies? Uh, she does her best. You know, over 30 <laughs> years of marriage, I think she knows her right. her limits in yeah. terms of hey, you want to watch so and so? No. Uh huh. I don't. You know what I love about the Hallmark movies? It's the one time a year where all you big city boys lose out to us flannel wearing country boys. I'm t- I'm telling you, you don't have a chance. There's not many you don't have Brooklyn a Christmases. No, no, there's not very. No. It's all in the it's mountains, a small town, eating you know Brunswick, I mean? Brunswick stew. That's right. You that's know what right. I mean? There's no, you know, you know. When was the last Italian you met, you met Todd at the Christmas tree stand? There's no Buford. <laughs> Kelly Kelly met Buford down at the tomato matching, <laughs> exactly. and she just they've been in love since Thanksgiving '79. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So all of us handsome former farmers. <laughs> Getting all the ladies. And all our city boys are just looking at you You're going. Just in trouble. You get left behind. So. Just a weirdo. 
farm boy weirdo. So, but we're going to talk a little bit about just some leadership principles from some of our of favorite Christmas movies. Thought right. we'd have a little bit and of it's fun. It's the Mount Rushmore. So these are the, the big ones. These are the big ones. Right. These Forget about ones. whether you like them or not. It's noted. These are just the big ones. Just because right. you don't like it or watch it. Right. Doesn't mean it's not a big one. There it is. So For the sure. Mount Rushmore, the first one. Absolutely. So maybe it's debatable. Maybe. First one. First one. Elf. Massive. Right. Massive. The George I Washington. Mean, the George Washington. I mean, it's the, jo- the Mount, the Mount Rushmore. Rushmore Christmas movies. It's George Washington. Right. right. So so basically, if your Christmas movie Hall of Fame doesn't begin or end with Elf, there is something wrong. So here yeah. it is. If you right. haven't seen the movie, right? Classic fish out of water story, right? right? Human is raised by elves at the North Pole, right. ends up searching for his dad in New York City, right. and then brings joy to the whole city, reconciles his family, namely his dad. He's a workaholic. Come right. on. He's right. working James on Christmas Con. Eve. Wait, right. let's just make... Let's just make sure that we understand yes. James Conn James of Godfather fame. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, James Conn. 100%. Conn. Right, so one of the things that makes Elf beloved is sort of Buddy's like wide-eyed innocence, right? He, he, he's, he's yet to sort of be exposed or jaded by the real world, right? right? And he has this wonder and this optimism about yeah. it. So I want to talk about this as it pertains to leadership. How can leaders, whether you're leading your life, your family, sure. your organization, how can they grow in just sort of their wonder their, their imagination, their mm-hmm. optimism about the world. How do we sort of actively work towards, you know, not having a cynical mindset, but right. being able to have a little bit of wide-eyed optimism in yeah. our life? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to understand that, man, whatever's coming out in attitude or word or expression is actually just a result of too much of what you've intaked. So I would say if it's hard for you to find the splendor or the joy, I like to say the awe, mm-hmm. the awe of Chris, the Christmas season mm-hmm. is because you've had too much input of cynicism, critique, you know, bantering back, putting down one another. I think that's one of the first things you have to check your input. The second thing is to increase or to maintain a sense of awe for this season of giving, of generosity, of course, of the gift of that God the Father gave us in Jesus Christ, is to understand the why. The why behind Christmas, if you can remember the why behind Christmas, it's going to give you a better chance of not being cynical. Mm -hmm. And the why behind Christmas was because there was a creator who could not stand to be apart from his creation. Mm. So he gave his son so that we would have a pathway through forgiveness right. to have a relationship with our creator. If mm-hmm. there's not an awe in that one, check your ready, check your input because you're listening to too much negative nasty stuff. And number 2, I'm going and this is huge, Brad. Number 2 is you're living too much in you and you're not living outside yourself enough. Right. To make a difference in other people's lives. It's living outside yourself, being deliberate. But again, if you're leading an organization or your family, you're influencing people, you have to be deliberate. You have to be deliberate to look for the joy so you're not overcome by cynicism. Right. You know, we're people of faith, and, and it's funny how the Bible describes joy. It says where morning dawns and evening fades, you bring forth songs of joy. Yeah. And so what it is in, in our nature, regardless of whether you're a person of faith or not, what we're learning is you have to be deliberate now, especially in this culture, right? You have to be, sure. you have to be deliberate now to find the joy. 
where morning dawns and evening fades. Where is that? Yeah. Everywhere. Talk. So there are there's joy everywhere. Yeah. You just got to look for it. And talk about how that joy is just attractive as a leader. Because one of the great quotes from Buddy is yeah. he says, I like smiling. Smiling is my favorite thing. <laughs> and it's just something about, right. right, like a leader's smile that can change a room. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. I think as leaders, we can get caught up in, hey, we're visionaries. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're, we're driving the team. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're going towards a goal. I get to the goal. I get there early enough. I did this quick enough or whatever it is, but we forget one of the things that makes our leadership a magnet is when we are all of those things, we're driven and we're goal-centric and we're getting things done, right? But we're doing it with a joyful attitude. Yeah. it That galvanizes a team because mm-hmm. it's, it's just not a rah, it's just not a goal. Yeah. This is a joy of my life to reach this goal. And it's even more joyful when I do it with people. Yeah. I think we forget how magnetic joy is in our leadership. It right. draws people in. 100%. That's why Buddy loves smiling. That's right. And that's why Elf is on the, the Mount Rushmore. So the next one, and there's been a number of different movies that have oh, been made man. along this classic right. story. Come on, Bah Humbug. Oh. Christmas Carol. Scrooge, oh, a Christmas Carol. It's a standard. And the best version, let's is, be clear. Is, <laughs> come on, go ahead and say it. I already what is know. It? What is it? Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, man. That's it, that's the best it, iteration How best of it. is that? How great is that? No it's so doubt good. about it. So good. A talking frog. Yeah, 100%. Who would have thought? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, so, you know, of course, you know, the Charles Dickens classic Christmas tale has been adapted for the screen several times over the decades. And so, you know, the, really the plot of the story, Ebenezer Scrooge, he's this penny-pinching miser, right? He is right. constantly seeking after his own benefit, even at the expense of others. And then, you know, He's rich financially, but poor in all of these other ways. And by contrast, you know, uh, his employee, Bob Cratchit, and then, of course, you know, his nephew, Fred, they're living these simple lives that are full of generosity. And so you said it before. This is a season for generosity. We said we're people of faith. Proverbs 11, 24. What does it say? Mm. That the world of the generous gets larger and larger. Why don't you talk about... Talk about that principle of generosity and why it matters so much to leaders. Yeah, it's it's, it's so funny because in Western culture, we hear generosity and we immediately go to money, mm-hmm. right? We immediately go to possessions or income or whatever. When in reality, in the original language, the word generosity means expanding. Mm-hmm. And so what it is, when the Bible especially talks to it, it's not necessarily money. It's just you're generous. Generous people are generous, period. Watch. I'm generous with my patience. Mm-hmm. I'm generous with my love. I'm gen- appropriately, of course. But mm-hmm. watch, go with me. I'm yep. I'm generous with my time. Yep. I'm generous. So I'm, now, because I'm a generous person, yes. period. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm generous with my resources too. Yeah. Whether it's the things in my garage or whether someone needs a hand up with for a ten dollar bill or whatever it is. Right. I'm just generous. So I don't want our listeners to think generosity mm-hmm. is immediately connected to money. Right. It's just generosity. Right. And that's what the Bible means by it is expanding world. Because like in our movie, the one of the Mount Rushmores of Christmas movies, of course. A Christmas Carol, yep. is is our our world is getting larger when the Bible talks about it is it's getting larger with influence yes. because of our generosity. It's getting mm-hmm. larger in relationships. Scrooge is lonely. Although mm-hmm. he had all the assets and money in the world, right. he was still a poor man when it came to influence, yep. when it came to relationships, whereas Bob Cratchit was the opposite. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to remember. Mm-hmm. When you are selfish, you will become more unfulfilled and you will have a smaller circle of people you can have joyful moments with. Right. When you're generous, your world is expanding in every way, influence and relationships. How have you seen generosity change somebody's life? 
change yeah. their attitude, change their outlook. Yeah. Because it's, uh, you know, like you said, it's not just a result of, okay, everything's going well. It's a decision. It's a decision of I'm going to be a generous person. And it has a way of transforming yeah. people. And we see that in this story. Yeah. yeah, what I have found is that when you're generous as a leader, when you're generous as people, period, but especially a leader because you have influence and people are following you towards a goal, mm-hmm. right? Okay, what generosity will do was erase insecurity. Because how people process generosity is they process it like, wow, he gave me so much time. He he was so patient. He or she was so patient with me. Right. Or wow. I mean, money's hard to come by. I mean, greatest inflation in I don't know how many years, right? But wow, he he knew I was having a bad day and he, he bought me a four four dollar and fifty cent latte. Mm-hmm. What happens is it communicates value. Right. Generosity communicates value. And a lot of times that when you communicate that value, it erodes someone's insecurity or self-loathing. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it changes people because it people people remember how you made them feel more than what you taught them. And so he made me feel valuable. He made me feel special. He saw me, you know, those kinds of things. Well, that what they do is you become a magnet, Mm -hmm. you become a magnet and, and people want to be led by people who are generous. Talk about maybe some of those practical ways that leaders can practice generosity, especially here in the Christmas season. Yeah. I think, I think one of the easier ways because the, the the modern day watering hole was what any coffee shop you go to that has Uh great coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm going to get coffee, my wife has to have coffee between 2.30 and 3.30 every day. And if for whatever reason, I'm either going to be swinging by the house or she's coming by the office or whatever, we, it's ready. Hey, I'm going, I'm stopping to get coffee. You want something? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you were thinking about me in the middle of your day. I'm Mm -hmm. being generous. I didn't ask her, hey, let me use your check card. I'm Mm -hmm. just, I'm picking you up coffee. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of times when we're generous, it may be inconvenient, Mm -hmm. but even in those little ways, hey, I'm picking up coffee for you. I have a, a, a friend of mine that he does little things. Like he's a great businessman. He's wonderful. And he always does. Here's a perfect example. He was traveling the other day, driving to a different city. And he went into a store. I love the candy bar, Charleston Chew. It's one of my favorite candy bars of all time. It'll change your life. It's unbelievable. Well, he's traveling. Well, he happens to stop at the store. Now you can't find these candy bars everywhere. Yeah. But wherever he was, as a matter of fact, I remember is Cracker Barrel. Oh yeah. And and he, you know, and he's like, "Hey, hey, I was on my trip. How was your trip? Really good. Hey, I got you something." And I mean, I think what what was it? A dollar twenty nine, right, or whatever it was. And right. it was a Charleston chew. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Sure. I mean, I hugged him for thirty five minutes. <laughs> you know, I mean, but but it's those little things. Mm-hmm. Thoughtfulness equates to generosity, and mm-hmm. generosity equates to value. Yeah. So it's the thought behind it. Hey, I, I'm I'm listen. I'm in the middle of my day. I'm having coffee, but I thought about you because I know you like coffee. Yeah. Can I get you one? Little oh, things. Don't think big all the time. Sure. Think impactful. That's good. That's the key. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Christmas Carol, generosity. And he, I got a wild card for you. He's a wild card. And right. this is probably not going to be on every every person's Mount Rushmore, but it's on our Mount Rushmore. That's and if right. you want your own Mount Rushmore, start your own podcast. That's right. Right. Stop listening. <laughs> Shut us off. Which is four Christmases. <laughs> Mistletoe. 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 This is my favorite scene of the whole movie. Word. It's the same. Right. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Reese Witherspoon, 2009. If you haven't seen it, oh, it's fantastic, on, it's, right? So, so basically, every single Christmas, they have crazy families, right? right? They're both, both children of divorce, right? right? So it's his dad, his mom, her mom, her dad, dad right? right? And they lie to their families every year at Christmas, and they say, we're going to go to Fiji. 
we're going to go to uh, Bali. It's a, right. And and they, and they say, get caught. Well, they right. say we're doing missions work and right. stuff, but they're really just going to a resort until they get caught on TV. Yeah. All the flights get canceled. Oh my gosh. And they end up it's having to go so to good. this movie. So stinking and, and let me tell you something, Robert Duvall, all time performance. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Right. All <laughs> I know, all I can remember, there's a, there's a couple of scenes that we've actually adapted into our family. Sure. One of them is just the, the <laughs> idea of the, the safe word. When it gets too crazy, when we're visiting family somewhere, uh-huh. we have a, their safe word in the movie is mistletoe. 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 And, and we, Trish and I have one where it's like, hey, right. we're good. We, we're here. We honored. We loved you. But yes. it's now time for us to go. So we have a safe word. Right. I would recommend that right. to Absolutely. everybody before <laughs> yeah. we start. Start saying things to family members <laughs> we regret, and and that and that's really the value. The point right. is, if you're uh, home for the holidays or you've got family over, yep. listen. If if you have no crazy people in your family, we got news for you. Well, you don't have a you're family. The, you, well, you're the crazy one. <laughs> exactly. Right? Right. No one right. told you. Right. Okay. Right. But the reality is, is like we, you know, we all have family members, yeah. and what it comes down to is like, listen, we, you know, there, there's always going to be. Uh, uh, you know, Uncle Harry, there's always going to be, you know, that person. There's always gonna, and what, what I love about this story is that from the beginning, they say, mm-hmm. we got to get on the same page. Like you said, mistletoe, right? Mis- right? right, right. That whatever happens at the end of this day, we've got to stay united. We've got to stay connected. We right. got to stay grounded, right? Exactly. So talk a little bit about that. How do we remain stable and unwavering in our own values, even if we've got people around us that are... It's just crazy family moments. It's just cra- it's and we just all have it. I, what we have found for us, because every family has family crazies, period. <laughs> yeah. Okay? We said it. We we establish the boundary before we get in the game. You're not playing football and then, ha- and then seven plays in go, okay, here's the goal. All of the boundaries have been established already from a time standpoint to conversations, topic of conversations that we will and will not get into. And we know there are going to be some things said that are going to be triggers. Mm -hmm. So we identify the triggers beforehand because we can't control people. So when they say stuff that we know can trigger us, we already know it's coming and we're prepared. So before the game starts, the game of visiting and being with family at Christmas, the boundary lines are already drawn. Right. That is the that is the the single most best advice I could give anybody who who has to spend some four Christmas scenes. Right. You know what I mean? I mean Robert Duvall when they put in the satellite. Well, the, you're even saying what, boundaries. I'm thinking about the conversation she pulls him. He's in his childhood bedroom. He says, "What you've got to do yeah. is you've got to set some healthy boundaries Jeez. and let it's, them know." And he goes, "You don't understand. They're trained cage <laughs> fighters, <laughs> and they don't even get paid for it. They just upload the footage to you." YouTube. They're it's fighting in the backyard. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm so, just telling when they're yelling at each other. When oh, it's great. It John Favreau and you know the other brother? Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Country music legend. Unbelievable. <laughs> and John, I don't know if most people know this, but John Favreau, of course, from the Marvel Comics right. fame. Wrote Iron Man. Yeah. Wrote Iron Man. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if most people know that. See, <laughs> l- l- Brad, you learned so much on the Just Lead podcast. But we're we're here for it. So let's give us kind of some practical, like, like put us in the situation. Maybe you're at Christmas here in a couple of weeks. You got a gathering, right. and there's that every there's that cringy family right. moment, and you've got a decision right right, right then and there. Right. How am I going to show up to this? Right. Who am I going to be in this moment when something like that happens? Yeah. What does a, a leader do? I'll give you the, I'll give you the skin. 
I give you the skin. Okay. I give you the skin. Someone's going to make a political comment. I guarantee you. Someone's going to be pro-Democrat, pro-Republican. Someone's right. going to be pro- Those caucuses pro- are coming up. They, oh, oh, are you kidding me? They're going to be. Whatever it is, whatever the thing is, I let them say their thing. And I realize no matter what wisdom, smarts, anything that I say is falling on rocky soil. I don't waste my words. I just shut my mouth because my words are valuable. See, that's to me the key. It doesn't matter that you know what I think. Because even if I'm 100% right, it doesn't matter. Yes. They are incapable of logic. <laughs> or they're incapable of really processing it from a healthy mindset. Right. Why would I waste my words then? Right. And I don't. And I just go, huh, interesting. Somebody will make a comment about something po- politics what I'm, that I might disagree with. And I'm like, huh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because it technically really is. I can't even believe you think that way, but I'm not going to get into it Mm -hmm. because Christmas means too much to me. Sure. And I'm not going to allow it to get, again, I'm not going to allow it to ruin because I've already set the boundaries up before. That's it. I know political Aunt Susie Uh is going to say something. Uh So when she says it, I'm prepared. Uh, Mistletoe. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Got to get me out of here. (laughs) Absolutely. That's good. That's good. All right. Moving right along. What most people would say is the greatest Christmas. Christmas movie of all time. It's a wonderful life. Oh my God. It's almost what? It's been a hundred years almost. Has it really? Well, we're, uh, we're probably a little further. Further. It's like the forties, like 40. Yeah. I think late forties. Right. You love this this movie. Oh my gosh. I love it. You love this. I just speak because I think, believe it or not, uh, and people are, our listeners are going to be, what are you serious? I think all of the other Christmas movies are a derivative from this. I don't care if you go to Elf. I don't care if you go to the Santa Claus by Tim Allen. It actually was already created in this movie. Yeah. That's why it's it's the foundation. Right. It's the foundation. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, here's the story. If you don't yep. know, George Bailey, he it's and it's kind of dark. He's compl- he's contemplating oh, yeah. ending his life. Oh, yeah. Right. Because basically he gets into this trap uh, situation financially. And then, you know, he he goes back and he looks at what his life would look like if he had never existed. And as the story pr- progresses, you know, he he really realizes that in these small and in these big ways, this trickle down effect that his life and his influence has made. And it's this masterpiece exposition on gratitude Mm -hmm. and appreciation and really looking at what are the most important things in life. And so, you know, there's all kinds of themes here, uh, mental health. uh, But one of the things I wanted to highlight is really dissatisfaction. Mm. What would you say to a leader who... They're coming to the end of the year and they're just looking at their life and they're saying, you know what? I'm just feeling a little frustrated, a little dissatisfied at my current station of life. What would you say to right. someone who's just feeling like George, a little just dissatisfied? Well, I especially, especially now at Christmas. I mean, I think we all know already at Christmas time. I think we already know at Christmas time, you know, the suicide rate, the depression rate, the anxiety rate for whatever reason mm-hmm. is is 10 times what it is normally, which is even going to be higher this year mm. in 2023 because of we're still coming out of mentally, we're still coming out of the pandemic situation. Mm-hmm. What I do, because I get like that a little bit because... I think a lot of times, whether it's parents, whether it's managers, whether it's CEOs, CFOs, our expectation level is so high mm-hmm. that a lot of times our execution is much lower than our expectation level. Mm. One, I would look back and go, are my expectations so high that they're unrealistic? Wow. Because what that's going to do is create a level of what I, I don't even know the word, but I do this. 
And and we don't want that. And that's where you go into the holidays because the expectation was, I want to, here's the skin. I want to be able to give my spouse, my kids, whatever. I want to get them this gift. Well, the gift is really unrealistic for you because financially you are going to lead to your financial demise because you have an expectation to give your kid a dirt bike. But ultimately, you can't afford the dirt bike because you're going to put it on a charge card with 17% interest, <laughs> and which is which is what we're talking about, it, the plot in, in A Wonderful Life, yeah. in a sense. It's a financial burden. Mm-hmm. But again, what did it come down to? Strip, it all, strip all the emotion out. What did it come down to was right. your expectation mm-hmm. was not met because mm-hmm. your expectation was unrealistic. Right. So I would go back and then redefine yeah. really what I want to do. You know what I mean? So I want my kid, I want my son, my daughter to feel so loved. Mm-hmm. But why do? Why does it have to be a dirt bike? Yeah. Why can't it be bam, bam, bam? And I understand. Look, I raised kids. I'm on the other side now. I got grandkids. But I'm just saying, we know just because they want something. Mm-hmm. But I think it's redefining the expectation. Yeah. Because we'll find a lot of times when we miss it, mm-hmm. it's because the, the the expectation was unrealistic. Right. You know. So that was the fr- that's the first thing I would do if you're feeling unfulfilled. For sure. And, you know. So with that, I mean, how do we reclaim those small ways that we make an impact and influence the yeah. world around us? How do we look for those small things? Because, yeah. like you said, sometimes it's the big stuff we're always impressed by. Yeah. But it's the small things that make the yeah. difference. And I think it's important for our listeners to know mm-hmm. that. You know, just where I am in my season of life is that I had been in a career where I could have gotten my kids dirt bikes and not even thought about it. And it would have been great. But then I've also experienced enough of life where I haven't been in a situation where I could afford that level of a gift, Mm -hmm. you know. And so what I did is I actually got gifts that were within my means where we didn't stress our family out financially. And I'm telling you what I did. I wrote letters. I just wrote a little letter, a little note. What a great year we had together. I love the way you're maturing. I love what you're doing. Yeah. And now, now that my kids are older and having their own kids, that's the gifts they remember. That's so good. I just want everybody to hear that because I think we put a lot of undue stress and undue expectations, which are unrealistic, which then leads to unfulfillment, which then leads to robbing the joy of this season. Right. And just break it down to, mm-hmm. I want to convey an emotion. Yes. You mean something to me. I love you. You're special. Absolutely. And that can be with a Charleston shoe mm-hmm. candy bar. That's right. Or that could be with a dirt bike, mm-hmm. but it has to be realistic for where you are in your season of life. No doubt. You know, so that's what I've done before. And what's transformative for, for George at the end of the story is really the power of community. And, you know, Clarence at the end of the movie gives him this copy of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, uh, Sawyer yeah, right? Classic yeah. book. And inside of it, the quote, and this is so good, I want you to speak to this. It yeah. says, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Yeah. I want you to talk about how do we lean into the power of friendship and community in this holiday season? What I love to do is how you lean into it is every friend can bring things that are similar to each other. Mm-hmm. So I have, I've, let's say I have five friends. Well, all five friends might make me laugh. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. But what I like to do is go down my list of friendships, especially at the holidays, and say, Brad, you know what? He, I like what I like to do at the holidays is go. But what does Brad bring that no one else brings to this friendship that I have with Brad? And it could be laughter. It could be witty. You're going to tell me? You're going to tell me? I'm not going to tell you because it's a gift. I'm not going to give you a gift now. But it could be dark humor. It could be just you know whatever whatever it is. 
The, and, and what's funny is we talked about the gift. We Listen, we, we talked about the gift you gave me last year, which was very, what meant, and I don't know how much it was. And, and by the way, for our listeners, it was not an expensive gift, but it was an extremely, watch, here it is, mm-hmm. an extremely thoughtful gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it was so thoughtful, it didn't even make me look at what it cost. Yeah. The deeper the thoughtfulness of the gift, the less focus will become on the monetary value. Yeah. And I think that's important. You gave me this gift and I, I was overwhelmed with, I can't believe he was listening when I said yeah. my favorite record of all time, yeah. Bob Seger and the Civil Bullet Band, oh, yeah. you know, live at Coba Hall. Oh yeah. And and that's what it was. That's what stunned me. So what I do is I go down. So, so what I would do is I would go, hey, Brad makes me laugh. All five of my friends make me laugh. But what I'll do is I'll focus in. I might write a little note, might give you a little gift and go, hey, man, one thing, one of the things I love about you is your thoughtfulness. Yeah. And then my friend Dave, I might go to Dave and go, hey, man, mm-hmm. what a great year. Merry Christmas. Hey, one of the things I love about our friendship. Yeah. That's why in the Tom Sawyer book, it says that. Right. You remember, know, uh, no man remember, is a failure. Who there's has friends. there's no way because the 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 win the opposite of failure is winning mm-hmm. right the winning is that I'm in relationship enough with people in a healthy way mm-hmm. that I understand the value you bring to this friendship yes and so I what I like to do is hone in on the specifics of friends mm-hmm. you know and I do it with family members too you know my my I love the way my son is incredibly methodical and he's very thought process blah, blah, blah. but my daughter is very mosaic in her thinking mm-hmm. and has this humor. Yes. So I do it with family members. Right. I do it with friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way you cultivate not being a failure because no man is a failure who has himself friends. Right, right. You know? It's that community. It's those memories you make together. Or as Bob Seeker says, these are the memories that make you wealthy so. so. What song is that again? What is that? Traveling man. man. But it's not even his song, you know. Oh, he didn't it's write that Van one? Van Morrison. Can oh, it's believe, a cover? It's a cut. Listen, there's three songs on that record that it covers. It's unbelievable. If you haven't listened to that song, that song is so good. Oh, Traveling oh Man. Ugh. Listen, just go listen. You can get on Spotify podcast. I you can do whatever. Be, what, I mean, Spotify, what, I can't Apple believe Music. It was recorded live. I mean, the live. quality old, is old school. Old school. This is when musicians actually had to play their part and you couldn't fix it in the computer. You actually had to play it right, which is bizarre. <laughs> Don't, I'm an old record company guy. Don't get me started. Don't make me mad. But I think that's what's important. Yeah. You know, we are now in a season, and I want to encourage people to be in this season too. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, at Christmas, make a list. Make yes. a list of people, family or friends, it doesn't matter. Right. That when you're around them, they make you feel better. Because mm. remember, people remember the way you make them feel. That's so, so good. The people that make you feel better. You know what I do? I go by their house, I bring a little cannoli. I bring a little pastry and I say, Hey, Merry Christmas. What it cost me $8. (laughs) Uh So I go by and you know what? They, that we, we hug each other. We laugh about Christmas. Look what I got my son. Look what, look what my kids got me there. And I might be there 30 minutes, but I will leave like refreshed and filled up. And that's that quote in Tom Sawyer. You know, we're not, how can you be a failure when you have friends like that? Absolutely. I love it. Christmas movie leadership, Mount Rushmore. Love it. Right. So we got Elf. Elf. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Four Christmases. Oh my gosh. It's a wonderful life. There's still time, right? Make some time, bake some cookies, a little apple cider, maybe some eggnog. Listen, I love that. Watch some Christmas Don't spike the eggnog. That could get weird. Listen, (laughs) I'm telling you a little tidbit. Make them like think through just a minute, just take a minute of your time and just make a memory. Uh-huh. Just make a memory, whatever it is. You know, for us, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were Christmas Eve is huge for us, huge. you know what I mean? Huge. And so, 
one of the memories I remember making when the kids were at home yeah. and we would have multiple services, church services right, on right. Christmas Eve, yep. we go back in the Italian culture, we go back and eat. Yeah. And we eat and it's 1230. It's one o'clock because we go, we, we used to go to midnight mass, which yeah. is really at 11. Yep. Well, we have an 11 o'clock service on Absolutely. Christmas Eve at the chapel. Yep. We all go back to the house. Uh-huh. And I remember one year mm-hmm. we sat on the patio for whatever reason. I can't remember the reason why. Right. Kids, they're, at that time, their their girlfriend, uh-huh. their boyfriend, you know, we yep. were sitting out there, their spouses. Yeah. And we stayed up to like quarter to four That's in so the awesome. morning. I, I love it. Just talking yep. and commenting about what we just went through on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't even know why we did it. And to and that was years ago. Listen, yep. and we still talk about it to this day. 100%. You don't need money. Mm-hmm. You don't even need gifts. Mm-hmm. You need time and uninterrupted attention. Yeah. That's what's going to create a lasting Christmas memory. That's so good. I love it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And those are the memories that make me a wealthy soul. I tell you, those are the memories that make me a wealthy soul. <laughs> Hey, everybody, that's it for this week's episode of the Just Lead podcast. Don't forget that we release new episodes every first and third Wednesday of the month. And for more resources, check out the show notes below. This is an excellent companion resource for you to dive deeper into today's content and even share it with your team. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or hit us with a follow on Spotify. And if you've enjoyed Just Lead this year, would you consider leaving us a written review? This is one of the best ways to help other people find us and join the Just Lead community. Thanks so much for doing that. We appreciate you, and we will see you back here on Wednesday, December 20th.